Ladies and gentlemen, this is a huge topic and I keep finding new angles and new reasons to explore those angles. My thesis for many years has been that our education establishment consciously works to diminish the amount of content in the schools. This is the deliberate dumbing down of America that we hear so much about. It's easy to quantify the problem. You could make a list of every fact that is mentioned in the school rooms of a certain grade or a certain subject or any other way you want to break it down. I'll bet it used to be hundreds of facts in a week, for example. Then it was only 50 and now I suspect it's not even a dozen. According to lots of testing and anecdotal evidence, students in high school know very little. This is a great sad triumph of our professors of education at Harvard and such places. So the question now before is how do they do it? I see more clearly that there are several separate approaches. In general, we are seeing the old wisdom of if at first you don't succeed, try and try again. That's what our professors do. There's another motivation for their adventurism. When the public gets used to a certain gimmick, the gimmick loses its sex appeal. I believe that jargon is always a central feature of these operations. The same gimmick with a new name is often the best they can do. That is the remarkable thing about literacy instruction in the United States. The method that works best has been replaced by sight words, which is the thing that does not work at all, but now has at least 10 different names. That would be a hint that it's a phony from start to finish. The granddaddy of all dumbing down operations is what John Dewey called activities. Instead of learning biology and French, the children engage in various kinds of make-believe where they pretend to re recreate a small part of the adult world. For example, the children might create an intersection, monitor traffic, and give tickets. This is real, we were told. This is what children are hungry for. A completely different technique is to target a traditional method that has been proven over the centuries. Simply insist that it is obsolete and no one likes it. Push a new panacea into the schools almost overnight. That was the technique used for eliminating phonics. More recently, Common Core, which ran wild after 2010, is also a swap but the new methods are more cumbersome and confusing to the point where parents and children could not even explain or understand where the new ideas were. Math is a subject where progressives have had a field day. Everyday math, for example, forbids students to use the traditional method that actually works. Instead, they must learn two or three new methods, comma, none of which work hardly at all. I think we're seeing a new evolution in, of all these methods. Instead of education, we have a blanket of verbiage, endless verbiage to the extent that professors and teachers can crank it out, all of which add up to zero mastery of math. Now, for now, now for example, there is an endless chatter about equity and fairness and inclusion of serving all students, and in this chatter, rather small math ideas are introduced with great fanfare. 
they might have a presentation ceremony and the first teacher says, I am Dr. Jones of the Math Research Association and I'm here today to tell you about the exciting new developments. And then Jones introduces Dr. Smith who discusses her experience with prejudice in her early life. And finally, Dr. Lawrence describes a magical new process whereby students will learn new approaches. The main one is to discuss everything endlessly. So when you have a problem in math, you find first discuss possible ways to find the answers. You discuss whether you have seen similar problems in the past. You discuss others who might cooperate with you in finding the answers. And finally, there may be a small chunk of math, but the children have not learned to do the simplest arithmetic, so they will be baffled by this chunk of math even as it will be discussed from every possible sociological and psychological angle. As I said, I don't believe our education establishment wants progress. They want mediocrity, and then they want to blame that on class warfare, slavery, imperialism, capitalism, inequity, colonialism, or anything else you can think of. John Saxon explained years ago how to do it right a piece of information at a time, steadily over weeks and months, with constant review, testing, homework, all leading to mastery. Saxon said schools should teach math as though they really mean it. That would unleash vast progress. Thank you. Overview. Let's fix Education explores seven of my favorite themes. First, this podcast is a meditation on what I call the K-12 crime scene. So many destructive ideas. Understanding them is the key to fixing them. Two, by doing that we will have better schools at less cost. Three, nothing much changes decade to decade. The big questions of the 1930s were the big questions of the 1960s and the 1990s. Any subject we discuss can easily intersect with any other subject. Most people instinctively want traditional education, but the education establishment fills classrooms with progressive gimmicks. The result is that we have a standoff, and that's why you run into the same ideas over and over. Four. The big brains in education keep telling students, don't bother memorizing this or that. You can look it up later. B.B. King, the great guitarist, is much smarter. He said, the beautiful thing about learning is nobody can take it away from you. Five, Lennon's ghost wanders through our school system. The hard left thinks big. If they have to kill millions of people to build their perfect society, that's okay. Same goes for dumbing down millions of students. Totalitarians want power. They will do anything to get it. Six, if we are going to survive, we have to take each child to his or her limit. As it is, we are creating millions of subeducated students from K right through college. Seven, analyzing education, especially dysfunctional education, is a lot more intellectually interesting than most people suppose. You'll enjoy this. Finally, P.S. My book, Saving K-12, runs parallel to everything discussed on this podcast. I also have an education site, improve-education.org, 
with 70 articles that complement everything discussed here. And I have hundreds of articles on the internet. Enter a topic in Google with my full name, Bruce Dietrich Price, and let Google make suggestions. Thank you for visiting.